0: and practice thank you so very much and happy listening it's nice to have you on the show how are you doing today thank you so much (laughs) how are you doing today
1: i'm doing doing well we have a crazy storm happening outside but other than that things are good (laughs) okay
0: (laughs) okay so before we begin with your introduction you know oftentimes i love to talk about the essence of this show which is to invite beautiful guests like Terry, triumphant guests <laughs> who have triumphed over one challenges or another, whatsoever, any kind of challenges at all, that they came out of it triumphantly. We invited to come talk to us about their stories because we believe that in our audience, there might be someone who is stuck in that same situation Terry came out of triumphantly. So for that reason, we host the show called The Overcomers. Okay. So within the next few minutes, Harry, let us get started with your story and afterwards I've got some questions for you. So you introduce yourself. Okay. All right. Let's get started.
1: All right. So I guess my story starts with, I was living in an abusive relationship. Um, it was an emotionally abusive relationship and I was in that relationship for 14 years. And during that period of time, I was writing for small businesses, but I really wanted to be an author. Um, But when you're in an abusive relationship like that, there's not a real safe spot to land. And I didn't feel like it was something that I could do. Um, In 2017, um, I had drawn a line in the sand where I said, you know, if he ever did this one thing, then I was leaving. And he did that one thing. And so I did leave and um, feel very fortunate that not only did I leave, but I had a place to go. My son let me stay at his house for a while. And I kind of like got out of this bad situation. But as soon as I did, I started writing Um, and I had all these stories in my head, but I was still really terrified to let anybody see them. Um, I, started dating again. I met a man who is now my husband and he had always wanted to go on this major adventure. Uh, He wanted to ride across the United States on a bicycle and I wanted a big adventure because I wanted to prove to people that I still had some worth. And we kind of combined those and we rode a tandem bicycle, which is a two seater bicycle. From the coast of Oregon to Washington, D.C., which is 3,102 miles. And I am not an athletic person. Um, This was very huge for me to do something like this. It took three months. And not only did we successfully cross the United States on a bicycle and raise money for an organization called Toys for Tots that helps give kids toys at Christmas time, but I also kind of healed places in me that had been damaged in this bad relationship. And I realized I could do absolutely anything I put my mind to. And it was just a matter of what did I want to do? And I wanted to be an author, and 14 months later, my first book was published, and that was two years ago, and my third book is coming out this month. Wow,
0: Wow. amazing. (laughs) Okay, we'll talk about your book for a bit, but before that, I've got some questions for you, okay? Absolutely. So, what do you mean by this statement, an enemy like me, and Enemy like me, you got it?
1: Yes, in the Japanese, which is what he thought that he would do, but he ended up in Germany and he recognized that he was more like the enemy than he was different from the enemy. And my hope with that book is that people will think about enemies like, what are they? And what makes an enemy? And is it possible that you're more similar to the enemy than you are different from the enemy? And You know, my feeling is, is yes, and even if we use the term enemy rather loosely, and we just say someone that we don't get along with, or that, that, or a group that that we don't like, you know, you probably have more similarities to them than you have differences. And if you can focus on the things that bring you together, the things that are similar, those things that are different don't matter as much.
0: That's true. That's true. Okay okay the second question It says okay concerning your book how long does it take you to write a book you know the duration
1: row and then maybe i don't write for a long time like if i've got an idea mostly i can get a first draft and that's a first draft that's not anything anybody can see but it's getting the story out of my head onto paper, probably between 50 and 60,000 words of an 80,000 word book in two weeks. And I just sit down and write it. But then I take a couple of months and I don't do anything with it. And I just kind of think, and then I go back and read it again. And now it's time for the editing. And the editing is a whole nother process. And so you go through several times in the editing process, and then you get an actual editor, and they go through, you know, And so from start to finish, from I have an idea to the book is published. I can get one out in about a year, but it, it's not like I'm working the entire time. Sometimes other people are working and doing their parts of the job. And sometimes I'm working, but it isn't stuff that you would see. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm absorbing. I, am I have an idea, but I don't quite know what I'm going to do with it. And, and I'm kind of playing with it in my mind. And then when it finally says, now I know what I want to do, then I sit down and I write and I write and I write.
0: So. <laughs> okay. You know, okay. on being an author, can you talk more on that? How is the journey been? You know, there might be someone listening to us or who will listen and right. want to know how the journey has been for Terry. So any joke on that?
1: Yeah, so I, well, first of all, I love being an author. I can't, it has been the best thing in the world for me. I absolutely enjoy all of it. It's not always easy. There's a lot of, um, there's just a lot of frustration trying to find the the right person to publish your book. And um, frustration trying to figure out how to find your audience. You know, because when I got started, I, w- I was a nobody. No one has heard my name. You know, so how do you find people to to know that you even have a book out there? You know, if you go on Amazon, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of books and, and nobody's going to accidentally happen upon my book. And so you have to really put yourself out there. And um, I think for a lot of authors, that's difficult, that idea, because when you're writing, it's very solitary you know, I'm alone, I'm with my my thoughts in my head, and I'm getting it all down. And then on the other side of that is the marketing aspect. And the marketing aspect, you have to be like, out in public and smiling and talking with people. And it's, it's a very, it's like, it's like being two different people, you know, and so for some people, they find that really hard. Luckily, for me, I'm a people person, I enjoy people, I also enjoy being alone. So I get to do both. You know, and, I'm, and I kind of schedule time where I'm just me. And then I also have time where I get to, like, be out in front of people. And I really love doing podcasts. And I love doing in-person events and book clubs and anything where I get to just, to just chat. I love being an author. And I hope that the joy that I feel right now, I feel every single day. I don't want this to change at all. I, I love everything about it. <laughs>
0: That's so good. You know, I must say this before we continue. I love how you're explaining, how you're talking, you know, it's so it'll be very easy to understand. I love that. Thank you. Okay, so um let us talk a bit about imposter syndrome. Can you talk concerning that?
1: Yeah, so imposter yeah. syndrome is when you don't really believe you are what you say you are. And so this idea, especially I'm, I'm finally, I think kind of like maybe feeling a little better, but at first to tell someone I was an author, it was, um, I don't know, it was, I almost felt like I was lying. You know, like, there's no way like me an author like, oh, yeah. like, you'd almost say, well, I wrote a book, you know, <laughs> you don't want to say it out loud. Um, And then and then you believe that like everything you're doing, like if they knew, if people only knew how you really did things, then they wouldn't believe that you were really an author. Yeah. And I had the feeling that I was doing everything wrong. You know, like real authors, they write every day and I don't. And real authors use an outline, and I don't. And real authors, and I've learned that that isn't true. Real authors are people just like me. And some use an outline and some don't. And some write every day, and some don't. And some really, really love the marketing, and some don't. And some use, you know, a big publishing house, and some don't, and it doesn't change whether or not you're an author, and so, like, what do you do about imposter syndrome? I think you have to kind of look in the mirror every day, and remind yourself who you are, you know, and that it's, it's your journey, and it's okay, you don't have to be, and this is true whether you're an author, or anything, I think a lot of people experience this, you know, if they really knew the real me, right? If they really knew who I was, if they really knew my thoughts in my head. And so I think it's, can you look in the mirror every day and say, you know, for me, I am Terry M. Brown. I am good the way I am. I am a valuable person. I write books. I write good books. I, you know, you almost have to do that until you believe it you know and it just takes time i think it just takes time and and for someone like me who lived in this emotionally abusive relationship for 14 years i had a lot of time with someone telling me that i was no good and that i was not valuable and that i was not smart and that i was not capable and so you have to find a way to f- turn that turn that around you know and so imposter syndrome is a real thing but it can be beat you just have to start believing in yourself.
0: That's so correct. Because most people actually don't believe in themselves. In themselves tell you. That is true. Yeah. It is true. And that has served as a, as a great impediment from them achieving that goal to become an auto. So I, I love how you've been explaining, and your words are so filled with insight, I must confess. <laughs> okay. So um, I want us to get a bit personal. Can you talk a little bit more concerning your background? You got it?
1: Um, Then I did a good portion of my growing up years in Ohio. My parents moved to North Carolina when I was in my mid-teens. I hated them for moving me I was so angry when we moved um, but I've lived here ever since so now I love the area but you know no no teenager likes to be moved to a new area yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to be an author when I was a kid but I also wanted to be a brain surgeon and an Olympic ice skater so I don't know that it really counts that that's what I wanted I think what I, I knew was I enjoyed reading and I enjoyed books um, but when it was time to go to college I had zero i zero intention of being an author because my parents had zero intention of being being an author um that was something that you did on the side that wasn't a real job um and so I got married, I had children um I divorced, I got in a horrible relationship, I finally got out of that relationship, and it wasn't until that point that that idea of being an author really came came back to me strongly. I have, I have characters, I tell people they live in my head and they tell me stories. And, you know, if I can get quiet, I can hear these stories and I can just start writing. It's just, it's, it's, it makes me sound crazy. I'm not crazy, um, but I do have, I, I think I just have a very active imagination and things will happen and I will come up with an idea. And that's what gets me started. My latest book, which is "Daughters of Green Mountain Gap," um, that all came about because I had a wart on my thumb, which makes no sense at all. But that that got me started, and I said something to someone who said something to me that made me do some research, and the next thing you know, a character was born, and she started talking in my head.
0: So, amazing. Okay, so to round up with Terry, what? Mm-hmm. Advice would you give to writers and uh, aspiring writers?:
1: I have a couple of pieces of advice. The first thing is is start writing now. And it doesn't matter if you're any good, and it doesn't matter if you don't have an audience. It doesn't even matter really right away if you show it to anyone. Just start writing, because you're never going to get better at it until you do it. It would be like reading a book on tennis. And then expecting to be able to go out and play the game. Until you actually have held the tennis racket and the ball's coming at you, you don't really, eventually, you're going to have an audience, right? And so you want to make sure that your audience is liking what you have. So listen to what they have to say. You don't want to keep writing the same way over and over and over and over if it's not getting across your message. The third thing. Almost sounds like I'm contradicting myself, which is you don't have to listen to everyone's advice, because the truth is, is not everyone's going to like your story. And that's okay too. Right. So what you do is you listen to the advice. You try different things. You see what works for you. Mm. If it's working for you, you keep it. If it's not working for you, you think, okay, well, I tried that. That doesn't work. And you put it away. So listen to people, but also know when it's okay to say that particular piece of advice is not for me. And then the last thing that I tell people, and I learned this after the fact. So if you know that you want to be an author, start now. Start now with building up a social media platform and talk about the fact that you plan to write. Talk about what you're doing. Get people involved early so that when you finally do have something that they might want to purchase or want to read, that you have people that have already been part of your journey and are excited to do that with you.
0: That's so true. So thank you so very much, Terry. Thank you for honoring the invite. Okay, let's say someone would like to get a copy of your books. How would that be possible?
1: Yeah. Okay, so... It depends kind of where you are in the world. If you're in the United States, absolutely go to my website, which is my name, terrymbrown.com. And that's Terry with one R. Um, You can order all my books there and I'll send them to you signed. You can get them on Amazon. You can get them on Amazon, all the Amazons, the UK, Amazon, you know, wherever you are in the world, Amazon, Um, Barnes and Noble, Um, pretty much anywhere that you can get books, you can find mine. Um, But definitely stop by my website. Um, Even if you don't purchase the book through my website, if you go there, you can sign up for my newsletter. Um, I have a contact form. Shoot me an, an email. I love talking with people. I love talking about books. I love talking about writing. I love talking about reading. I love talking. I love talking pretty much and so if you want to reach out and ask me a question or or anything you know like I said through my newsletter or through the contact form I'd love to talk to you
0: okay that's great so that's going to be the end of the show thank you for the invite Terry it means a lot thank you so much thank you for tuning in to this incredible episode your support means the world to us
1: and we truly value you we look forward to having you join us for the next episode If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback is greatly appreciated.